Um, dear God, thank you this morning for this time we can have each day for our Lenten daily breath. And as we read um, your word, please speak to our hearts and give us the insight and wisdom that um, you want us to have today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, so today's verse is Romans chapter 6, verse 15 through 23. And I'll go ahead and read it. So verse 15, what then are we to sin because we are not under law, but under grace? By no means. Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you're slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness? But thanks be to God that you who were once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed and having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. I'm speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations. For just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness, leading to sanctification. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. But what fruit were you getting? at that time from the things of which you are now ashamed. For the end of those things is death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so um, this whole passage, a big idea that Paul uses and like use a concept that he basically uses is you probably noticed was slavery or the idea of us being a slave. And um, he really uses this to show our like portray the human like condition or our identity and the reason why we had to be saved. And as I reflected on like the idea of like me being a slave or um, the idea of slavery itself, I realized that it's not just the spiritual condition that, um, that like, I feel like I would think of while reading this rather, it's actually truly a physical, um, it's like a multidimensional condition in which all humans are born into. And if we read first, 16 he clearly says like do you not know that you yourselves are basically slaves of anything that you obey basically and he gives us two options um being um a slave to either sin or a slave to obedience which in the end leads to righteousness and so when we look at the products of those two masters that we can serve or like two results, it can either be death or righteousness. And that's the only two options that we have. And so Paul like clearly like only gives us these two options and like there's no other way around it. We are basically born into this system that he like, like, outlines and it's basically summarizing the human condition as well and why we needed Jesus in the first place. And so I looked up the 
um, Greek word just for fun for the slave. And I found that it was this word called doulos. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, D-O-U-L-O-S. And when I looked up the definition on Wiktionary, um, it actually like kind of, it's like more than just a slave. It's like the word definition that came up was like a born slave. And I thought this was kind of interesting because it's not just that like you are a slave. It's not something like you're like captured into slavery. It's more like you're truly born into it. And it's part of like, I think it's very interesting to have it be like a born slave. Like you're truly born into it. There's no escaping it. And um, in the verses, you can tell that it's something that you can't really escape. And the master that we're born into is sin. And in JD2 recently, um, we actually read a verse where Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and the Pharisees are essentially asking Jesus, like, why are you saying you're, you have to free us? We never were enslaved in the first place. So why do we need this freedom that you talk of? And it was very interesting because Jesus answers them because they clearly weren't understanding. And he said, truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. And so he basically incriminates them and also all humanity because everyone has sin. And he calls us a slave to sin that needs freedom through Jesus. And similarly, this, um, we are all slaves, but we've been set free through Jesus is, and that's why we do need Jesus. And I thought, um, it's just like a very like insidious nature of sin because we, I think humans, like aren't really aware of the fact that they are slaves. Um, when we are like actual slaves in this human like system, it's a very like oppressive system. But when you're even unaware of the fact that you're being oppressed, then it's just something you can't really deal with. And so it's just a very um, like unfortunate set of events. But the beautiful thing is that Jesus did set us free from sin. However, one thing that really stood out was the fact that Paul doesn't just say, oh, you're free. It's in fact, he calls it, we've become slaves of righteousness. And that's just something like very interesting because in a way it can be uncomfortable to hear, like you're still enslaved, you're still a slave. However, it's, it's kind of a different kind of freedom where you're allowed to really embrace what you were supposed to be. And if we look at this new diagram where once we are slave to righteousness, we're freed from sin, but we're still part of this born slave identity where we, it's kind of like a beautiful thing where like, we're still this born slave identity, but our masters switched over completely and we're kind of broken away from the sin. And let me, um, yeah, and so we still have this label, but it's like a completely different label that we don't have to be ashamed of. And, and like Paul seems to suggest we shouldn't be ashamed of it because in verse 19, 
He says, just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and and to lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, now present your members as slaves to righteousness, leading to sanctification. So it's not something like we should be ashamed of. It's something we should be proud of, like this identity of we, everything we do has to lead to righteousness. It's not something that like we can like choose to do. It's like something we're like compelled to do because we're quote unquote slaves to righteousness. And um, yes, so um, in verse 22, He also says, but now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end, eternal life. I think this like identity of slave isn't something like having God as like, not just a father, but as a master to follow. I think that's something that is kind of difficult for a lot of modern day Christians and me as well, where like, I think we give, or I personally like give myself too much freedom to do whatever I want. So it's just like something that is like Paul, like really is convicting Christians and say like, you aren't allowed to like just sin, you know, like, or live however you want. You're this new identity is to serve God. And ultimately we're in luck because as the God that we serve isn't a bad master, like, the one we served before, but in fact, it's, he is a God who gives us a free gift of eternal life through Jesus. And that's basically Paul's conclusion. And so that kind of harks back to that chapter, John chapter eight, verse 35, where Jesus, right after saying that everyone is a slave to sin who practices sin. And he goes on to say, the slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. And essentially He's, intru- he's allowing people to enter his household as a son, as opposed to a slave. And that essentially means that even though we call God or Jesus our master, he calls us like a son or child of God or his son or daughter. And that in itself is the fruit of being a, you know, born like slave into this system and the free gift of receiving God. And I thought it was just like a very interesting way for Paul to um, describe this process through not just like, oh, you're freed from sin and you became a child of God. In fact, it's not that. It's more like you were freed from sin and now you're a slave to righteousness. But God calls us as more than just his like workers or servants and uh, uh, and into his household, like as his son or daughter. And this really like harks or like reflects um, that prodigal son analogy. And I just like realized like this like freed transition really like reflects that part where the prodigal son decides, oh, I don't want to live this life. Even the servants in my father's household is like doing better than I am. So I'm going to go ask and just ask to be a servant. And he comes back, but even before he can even like ask to become a servant, the father just runs to him and says like, oh, my son is returned. And so I think like that's a very good um, like portrayal of this, of what Paul is describing here. And 
Yeah. So that's, and as I, I guess as I close, um, like the application of all of this is basically how seriously am I taking this identity as this child of God that came as a product of being a slave to righteousness as opposed to being a slave to sin? And do I really think of God as a master of my life as opposed to this father who is easy, like we can easily say, oh, God is my father, but can we say he truly like, owns and like directs my life and so yes that is the end of the message so i'll close in prayer um dear god we praise you for um being truly a good father for us and more than that a master of our lives who um really directs us and hopefully guides us each day and although we have been these prodigal children who really in the past may have been slaves to sin. We praise you for um, freeing us and just um, embracing us as your children. And as we continue to reflect on your word through daily breath um, leading up to Good Friday and Easter Sunday, um, please continue to remind us of this truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.